0: Welcome to The County, a podcast that covers issues important to Baltimore County, Maryland, explores our vibrant communities, and introduces you to some of the best people and places the county has to offer. I'm your host, Dori Henry. For our inaugural episode, I'm joined by County Executive John A. Olszewski, Jr., or as you might know him, Johnny O., the county executive just introduced his first budget to the county council and we're going to be talking about the budget and how it will help carry out the county executive's vision for the next four years. Mr. County Executive, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You just introduced your first budget. If you had to tell us in just a couple of sentences what this budget is about, what would you say?
1: This is a budget about investing in our county's future and it's, it's about the kind of county we want to be. It's about a county that puts education first. It's a budget that and a county that invests in sustainability and in diversity and in making us the best that we can be.
0: You've been transparent over the last few months about the challenges with the county's fiscal situation that you encountered after taking office. Can you tell us about those challenges and how they came about? Sure.
1: It all started with a footnote on page 94 of our budget from last year or the the budget that we're currently operating in. Uh, page 94 of the budget book on a five-point font where uh, p- the prior administration basically assumed in their projections and in their spending uh, in years past that um, we were going to pass a budget that had a 10-cent property tax increase and max out the income tax rate. And, um, you know, that's completely at odds with what I believe government should be and how we should operate. And so we've really tried to change the narrative by engaging the public being honest about where we were and having a collective conversation about um, what are the priorities of this, of this county um, so that we can make decisions that are um, inclusive and transparent.
0: I wanna talk a little bit more about, about how we got to where we are. Um, so you mentioned the footnote. What were the spending decisions that the previous administration and administrations before them made that allowed us to get to a position where our spending is outpacing our revenues?
1: Yeah, so we've closed uh, an $81 million deficit uh, this year with our budget, um, a a deficit that was uh, projected to grow to hundreds of millions of dollars in the years ahead. Uh, And decisions of the past um, really put us in this position. Decisions that uh, had the county spending down a lot of our reserve fund balance, and now a lot of that was for good reason. We invested in our schools on pay-as-you-go projects, Um, but we also maxed out our um, borrowing capacity and put us up against limits that would have jeopardized our AAA bond rating. And then we also had decisions that saw us drain down uh, what's called the OPEB fund, Other Post-Employment Benefits, which is the fund that pays for retiree health care and life insurance, and rather than uh, keep that fund sustained for future obligations. We had administrations starting um, in 2015 where we started drawing on that fund to be operational supports and it created a false sense of um, operational um, solvency and so when you start taking away that and you recognize the long-term investments and obligations that we have quite frankly, um, that 81 million just reflects our reflected our contractual um, and legal obligations. It says nothing of the the investments in our education system and our quality of life and our parks and our our transportation roads. And so um, it really has been a confluence of a lot of events uh, coupled with a lack of transparency that got us to this point. And uh, I'm really proud of the way that our team is changing that narrative, uh, engaging with the public, uh, opening up the budget and being uh, decisive and taking action to both resolve the deficit but also make the investments that are needed.
0: So speaking of those investments, In your first budget that you just introduced, what do you think are the most consequential investments?
1: The fact that we put education first, and if people know anything about me, they know that my heart is always in the classroom. Uh, First and foremost, I'm a teacher. Um, I'm Mr. O, who spent time in Trailer 4 at Patapsco High School. Uh, And so that's the most consequential thing that we can invest in. I'm really um, proud that despite the challenges we faced, we still found a way to spend more money than ever before On education. Uh, We found a way to not only uh, provide for the three percent raise that we just gave teachers but we gave them an additional COLA on top of that and that we sustain the steps and increments um, in their longevity um, that really recognizes that we have to invest in our teachers. I'm I'm proud that we are planning for our future success and that we've put up our half of, of school construction funding um, our portion for um, finishing schools for our future, which are elementary schools and middle schools across Baltimore County that need to be replaced or, or renovated and have additions added. Um, and we're, we're already moving forward on our high school challenges, um, putting forward planning money for a new Lansdowne High School in uh, Southwest Baltimore County.
0: You vi- recently visited Lansdowne High School. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important that they get a new building there?
1: The condition of a school says something about how we value our students, uh, our teachers, and the families that send our kids there. And every student believes, I believe that every student should have access to um, learning conditions that affirm their dignity and their worth. And when we look at a school like Lansdowne, it's consistently been rated uh, as the worst physical condition. Um, And you layer on top of that the fact that we have these overcrowding challenges on the horizon um, with 1,600-plus seats that we don't have enough uh, capacity to meet meet the need in the future. So um, Lansdowne um, sort of speaks to both of those imperatives. We certainly have more schools and we want to do more. We've been pushing really hard to have the state step up and be a strong leader and partner um, in that process. There was legislation that... Um, passed the House of Delegates, but failed in the Senate this year, and uh, it's disappointing because it would have allowed us to do so much more um, in this budget and in the years ahead. So I'm disappointed and frustrated that we've denied so many kids um, those conditions, those quality school learning environments that they deserve, um, but my resolve is stronger than ever to go back in and get it right next year so that we continue to um, match what we're doing in this budget um, to move our, our school system forward.
0: Beyond education, are there other areas of investment in this budget that you think are um, consequential and help move the county forward in other ways?
1: Yeah. I mean, the world around us is changing. And so the idea of of sustainability is really important that we're, for the first time ever, having an office of sustainability in Baltimore County to think about issues of climate change and resiliency and help address our communities who are devastated by flooding. Um, We both have a dedicated position in this budget for sustainability as well as dedicated funding to help start um, tackling some of those resiliency challenges. Also, we're a county that's becoming incredibly diverse. Um, we're changing every day and uh, we um, want to be a county that views everything with a, an equity lens and so we're also really excited that in this budget we have um, a, a Chief Diversity Officer to help make sure that in all that we do across the county enterprise we are taking that approach um, to our decision making and our hiring and our practices in everything we do. So. Um, I'm really excited that we're doing that. We're investing in economic development and having a real strategy for tourism um, and the arts and entertainment. Main streets, we're investing in trying to build out a transportation network whether it's more money for um, road paving and sidewalks to um, putting forward money to help get a pilot off the ground for Towson to see if a circulator can be the kinds of things that really gets this county to the next level because That's really the the choices, uh, is uh, what kind of accounting do we want to be in the years ahead? And I'm really proud of some of the choices we've made to get us there.
0: I think another area that you hear people talk about um, in addition to schools and roads and sustainability is public safety. Mm -hmm. Are there investments in this uh, budget related to law enforcement or public safety that you would point to?
1: Yes, and I'd say it actually goes back to the tie to education, first and foremost, recognizing that having additional social social workers and psychologists and uh, ESOL teachers, which are all um, additions to the school budget, um, help. They are part of the upstream investments that help make our communities more more safe and and stronger. In addition to that, we also recognize that as we're trying to build new schools, we have to invest in and support um, the infrastructure of our public safety officers. So we are um, putting forward planning money for a new Wilkins police precinct in this budget. Uh, we have settled a long-standing lawsuit and have uh, part one of two payments for back back payments for our officers. We're giving our police officers a reclassification as part of that settlement, um, putting their their structure on par with our our fire department. And I think that represents sort of a new way forward where we're engaging and working with our public safety and frankly, all of our employees um, in all that we do. We've increased our funding to the volunteer fire departments. Uh, We are putting forward um, supports for our, our our fire department uh, employees where we are um, putting forward commercial grade uh, washers and issues of cancer and carcinogens with the work that they do is very concerning Um, but we are committed to not just doing that so they can wash their gear Um, in future budgets we're going to actually go ahead and start the process of giving them a second set of turnout gear and then the third leg of our public safety uh our corrections officers they've actually had to share um the protective vests that keep them safe. And to me, that's unacceptable. So we are um, putting forward the funding to make sure that all of our correctional officers um, are safe and have the the tools necessary to do their job uh, efficiently and safely.
0: All of these investments are important, but of course, they're not free. Mm -hmm. And in this budget, you proposed um, an increase in the income tax, you proposed developer impact fees, and then a handful of other small fees and taxes. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you, about how you came to those decisions, because I know that they were not easy decisions for you to make, and what you expect the reaction to be.
1: Yeah, these are not easy decisions, but uh, as we were talking about earlier, this is about the kind of county we wanna be, and uh, we're at a crossroads. We have to make decisions about whether we invest in our communities and have them grow sustainably, or if we allow um, the things that we care about most to sort of wither and die on the vine. And I can tell you with absolute certitude that um, I'm proud of our team. Uh, Since taking office several months ago, we've taken a hard look at at this budget. Um, We include strategic cuts to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, um, innovations, uh, and and changes. But at the end of the day, um, it was clear that we couldn't both finish the gap that we inherited and make the investments that are needed without looking at some sort of increased revenue. Uh, Now, the last time income taxes were looked at was 1992, and our education budget, just for perspective, was less than half of what it is uh, today in in this budget. So I expect that uh, people will have mixed reactions. Um, uh, I can tell you that our level of public engagement, there were people who have been clear about the need to invest more in our communities, in our schools. Um, We had 1,500 people engage in our town hall series across this county. We had people engage in our balancing act. And overwhelmingly, people said um, status quo and sliding backwards is not an option. And so we're gonna continue to innovate. We're gonna continue to find grant money and partner with the private sector and the business community. But I think this is a responsible path forward Um, where I can say, even to people who are unhappy with the decisions, um, I hope that they give us a chance to show how these investments will improve the quality of life for them and their families. Um, I I, I trust that coupling the investments with the accountability and transparency that this administration is all about, um, people will have confidence that um, we're being responsible and we're making the right decisions for moving our county forward.
0: You mentioned transparency and accountability, and I know that was a big theme of your campaign when you were running for this office. Can you talk about steps you've taken so far to increase transparency and accountability in the county's government?
1: Sure, so in addition to the the seven town halls I just referenced that we did in partnership with all of the council members uh, across Baltimore County where um, hundreds of people testified on their priorities for the budget as opposed to the two who've testified in, in the last two prior budgets, Um, We're planning to introduce a tool that has an open budget so that people can see both where resources are coming in and and how and where they're being spent. We plan on creating a county stat type program. Uh, Effectively, you know, when Baltimore City created a similar program, it was 20 years ago and they were uh, at the cutting edge, but it's 20 years later and we still have any sort of tool like that. So I think all of those things, the public engagement, um, posting more documents online coupled with Um, An ethics reform package that uh, I'm grateful that the county council passed recently, uh, creating an office of ethics and accountability, which is effectively Baltimore County's inspector general, also funded in this budget, Um, having lobbying reform passed and and putting public campaign finance on the ballot in 2020 are all, I think, collectively um, signal to the public, to the residents of this county that we take Um, accountability and transparency seriously, and uh, that we're going to have that be part of all that we do in the years ahead.
0: In your speech unveiling the budget, you spoke about pushing the county to reach its highest potential. What does that highest potential look like to you?
1: It goes back for me to what I've experienced in this county. Um, I was a public school kid who was a first-generation college student, was lucky enough to go on and get a PhD and become county executive. Um, That's pretty incredible, and I want every child in this county to have those same kinds of opportunities. That was only possible because I had people who took care of me um, as I was growing up in this county, Um, and that's the kind of county we have to aspire to be, one that takes care of each other. That's the basic social compact. Uh, it's, It's a county where we know that education is truly the best path forward. And that's everything from finding ways to expand access to high quality pre-K to having teachers that are well paid and well trained, um, well supported and in schools that are conducive to learning uh, a a county where regardless of where you live, you have access to high quality recreational opportunities and facilities where we celebrate diversity and we recognize it's, it's our strength and that we are taking that equity lens to our decision making. But also a county that that recognizes that we have to be thinking about the long haul. Um, Short-term gains don't matter unless we're thinking about sustainability in the future that we're leaving behind for future generations. And so uh, I think what this budget does is it really tries to pull all those pieces together to say we have to have a fierce urgency both for the now but also for the future. And I think it really puts us on solid footing for the years ahead, resolving the, the challenges and the shortfalls that we were left, but also building us up to really move forward and be exceptional in the years ahead.
0: Great, well, it sounds like you have your work cut out for you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the first episode of The County. This episode was produced with help from the Baltimore County Public Library Media Services. We hope you'll continue to tune in as we explore all that Baltimore County has to offer.